Let's give it up for Rufinos. Let's go, you guys. Hey guys, welcome to a new series that, well, let me give it a try. Yeah, you go ahead. Hey guys, welcome to Phoebus. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, one more time. Phoebus. The Phoebus. Uh, hey guys, welcome to the Feed Us podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to talk about the tracks from our new album. Uh, just go through them, really dissect them, and try to give... Some more insight to anybody who wants as to some of the meanings and how we made the songs and what else, Ben? I don't know. Um, yeah, we just want to give people the chance to kind of hear us talk about what went into making the songs on this album, um, kind of more about what the lyrics are about, what inspired us, what the point of it all was. Um, you know, just giving a little more insight into the actual creative process um, as a means of, you know, kind of further self-expression and those kind of things. Because there was a lot of thought that went into this album um, and the concepts and even the instrumentation. Like, it was all really intentional. Um, it's not a concept album necessarily, but it does have really, like, similar underlying themes um, and yeah, we just want to give people a chance to hear more about that. Yeah, adding to that, like even even the inception of this album was intentional. We had a conversation that sparked the whole thing. It's just weird because I'm like looking at you, but I'm talking to not you. <laughs> yeah, someone else. Someone else. Other times that we've tried to do this, it, it has been us like talking directly to each other. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's get going here. Get into this it, is the like... uh, the first installment, although it probably won't be the first one we release because we're gonna be talking about the first song on the album, which hasn't come out yet. Um, so the song's called Round Two. A lot of people won't like this music, but some people like me have this one obsession. Admit it, you like not thinking about the truth. I understand that. And all Actually, was one of the later songs that we kind of finalized and put together and actually decided to put on the album. Almost one of the last, but ended up really just fitting as the first track for a lot of reasons, which we'll dive into, of course. Of course. Yeah, so let's let's kind of start from the beginning of, of the inception of the song and, and, you know, take it all the way to its completion. Um, so I remember... One night when I was sitting on my couch and Jonathan, should I say you or should I say Jonathan? Say Jonathan. Okay. We got to keep that third person mentality. Yeah, yeah that, that imaginary, those imaginary people. I think if we pull it off, it'll sound better. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and if, it, if we don't pull it off, it'll sound terrible. Well, I guess we'll see. Time will tell. Maybe if, if you look straight into the microphone and imagine that there's like eyes behind it kind of helps a little bit hey, like baby. you're talking at the microphone yeah we'll try it um yeah i just remember though that the first night that you sent me the demo to this song 
I was in my living room on my couch. I think I was napping. <laughs> and like you sent me this song and I listened to it and uh what was your reaction? Would you say? Um, to this first demo. I was definitely intrigued by it. I w- I had some concerns about copyright issues due to certain samples that were used in the song. Yeah. But I thought it was a really cool idea and yeah, honestly just like really weird and and kind of unique. Um, so yeah, what, why don't you yeah, say well, a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I'll just get into how I created it. It started with actually three samples from, um, three different places. The first one was from Breaking Bad. There's a por- there's a segment in one of the first episodes when Walter Jr. looks at Walter White and Walter's saying how he doesn't want to, um, take charity money to pay for his cancer and junior just kind of loses it and says well why don't you just fucking die already just give up and die like he's just so fed up with his dad not being humble enough to take the money and he knows he's gonna die if he doesn't basically it's too prideful so that just, I remember that struck me as just really intense, and I thought it'd be cool to capture that. So I did, which is illegal. And uh, the second one was... I mean, it's it's illegal if we were to sell the yeah. song, which we are trying to do now, which is why we eventually had to cut that those samples out. Yeah. So did the... Here's my question is, did the, did the idea start with the instrumentation, or did it start with the samples itself like which which came first um that's a good question i think i had the intent when i when i i think i made some of the drums and then i had the intent going into that song that i wanted to try to sample um some stuff from television or film and that was kind of i think honestly the first time i really sampled anything that i can remember yeah I feel like got a lot more into it now, but I was inexperienced. So, um, so, yeah, so I, I got also, that bad boy, and yeah. then second samples from Star Wars, which is a big, I know, an important part of Ben and I's childhood. It's true. Um, it's true. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith, Emperor Palpatine is getting basically zapped by his own lightning. <laughs> Mace Windu is like holding that lightsaber up to his face and Anakin walks in and there's that whole struggle that goes between them and uh, the Emperor says at one point he's like no no you will die and he like zaps him really hard in the face no 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 you will die dark and then the third one is actually from the office it's from the episode dwight's speech and at the end he gives this speech which i think is from it's not an original speech it's from some it's from Russian it's, i think it's a collection of speeches that jim put together because jim gave something jim, we actually both of us had just recently watched that episode again yeah. <laughs> because we're kind of starting the series over again for me it's like my 
probably my sixth time through. <laughs> Is this like your third or your second? Second. second. Damn. I know. A big 2.0. I'm behind. Round two. Um, so anyways, it's just this speech basically about, um, a lot of law fighting. moves the wheels of history. Yeah. I think we have the clip. We can put it in. I don't know if that's illegal, but. He says, like, blood alone moves the wheels of history. Like, it's a privilege to fight, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of pounding his fist. Pounds his fist. In, in the worst possible moments. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a funny moment in the in the show, but just, like, taking it in a different context was, like, interesting to me to put it next kind to of such dark samples and such dark instrumentation. Made, made it, like, it more, like, epic. Like, it, if you didn't yeah. know that it was that it was Dwight Schrute, it would be like, wow, this is this is some like Lincoln Park experimental yeah. type shit. The uh in the end the I thought the three samples really worked together. The first one is just kind of like a taunting of like, why don't you just give up and die? Like you suck, which is something that we'll talk more about as we talk about the theme of the album, but I thought it really just fit as like an opener and then the second one is sort of this fighting back, like, no, no, you will die. And then the third one was, like, just this, like, speech, like, you can do this. In a way, it kind of does, even though we we didn't keep Dwight's speech in there, um, The those three samples in, like, in one sense really kind of capture the theme of, like, what's happening in the rest of the album because the rest of the album is kind of about that you know, self-hatred and doubt and the kind of inner tur- turmoil of feeling, you know, like you're worthless and like people hate you, but then at the same time, eventually rising above it, you know, in a sense and, and fighting back. And it's interesting because those two samples are from two different completely TV, different TV shows, but in the context of the song, it was like Walter Jr. and Umper Palpatine were like talking to each other. Yeah, that's kind of how. And in the end, uh, we ended up having Ben just kind of re-record them, which, which actually was, worked a lot better. Yeah, I th- it sounds a lot better. It was. I remember it was really weird doing it. <laughs> it was. It was really weird because you literally just looked at a microphone and then just screamed like, "Why don't you just die?" And then you were like, "You're gonna die." Yeah, we like, got rid of the fuck because. I don't yeah. really know why. I just be. I I think in the end it was better than. Well, I guess there wasn't. A, you got rid of the fuck in the first. One. I the original, yeah. I censored it. The original line is, "Why don't you just fucking die already?" I guess we never had the fuck in there at all. But I, which I'm glad about. There's no fucks on the entire album. So, which we'll also talk about maybe at some point. Yeah, you know, maybe at some point. Down Originally the there was uh there was a few there was a few fucks there was 
a few fucks it's true um <laughs> so yeah we we eventually did get rid of that sample from dwight because i mean jonathan was really hooked on like he was committed and ready to try and yeah <laughs> talk to the producers at abc or nbc or whoever the hell makes that show and like you were ready i just didn't want to you loved that sample yeah i i thought it was really nice i didn't want to release it really if we were gonna have to take it out because i felt like it was it just was such an integral part of like the song to me but yeah in the end that kind of just paved the way for what the song became like it it's weird because it it kind of you know yeah we created this song using mostly um Lyrically, it was basically just Dwight Schrute, but then eventually we replaced it with lyrics that we wrote. Yeah, so let's talk about that, actually. Yeah, let's let's dive in. um, The lyrics originally were from two different songs. This whole song is basically just like a... a, We we took elements from other songs that we had written um, previously that are unreleased or... um, Actually, a lot of the instrumentation is uh, manipulated sections of other parts of the album. So the synthesizer, that arpeggio that's really fast that you hear throughout the song, that's uh, a sped-up version of the chords from our song, The Negative One. And the piano that you hear at the end, that's um, the same chord progression that you hear on tracks like The Lizard Queen. Yeah, Um, which we used... um uh that similar chord progression intentionally because we wanted to kind of needle this thread like a needle to connect to make the album really cohesive and kind of thematic um and so we use that chord progression in in a few of the songs and even um but yeah that same the same uh three chords are used throughout this song and then the lizard queen and the negative one it is it's funny how this the song this song was one of the later songs that we wrote even though it's the first one on the album and even parts of the song we didn't add to way later like the, like the beginning of the song um was like the last thing that we added to the song that that beginning orchestra kind of tuning oh yeah we didn't talk about that yeah, we didn't talk about that because that was, I mean, yeah, that was literally the last thing that we added. That was probably the last thing that we did to the album. To the whole was album. That. Because, okay, the album ends and closes with that sound. The end is a little more manipulated and uh, there's some added stuff, but. Which is another, you know, that was just us also trying to keep it cohesive and, and, and make it not just, we didn't want this album to be just like a collection of, songs we wanted to to be an experience you know kind of like like a a story from end to end and and not a story in the sense that it's like a narrative a narrative but um it's an experience you know and so the album begins and ends in a really similar way because we didn't want it just to be you know a one-hit wonder type thing where it's like everyone will like this one song or whatever it's like you got to get the whole album if you want to really see our vision because it's it's like a it's like a concerto or like a sonata in that sense where it's like a yeah a full piece of 
of music. And that's something else that we talked a lot about throughout the process of making this album, that there's a lot, there's some tracks in here that I think we would both agree are pretty, I don't know, difficult to a normal listener to get into. Even some tracks are just like eight minutes long or whatever. Just really weird, which kind of, um, that kind of segues well into the my first rap on this song which is yeah this this the point of this album isn't it wasn't to please or make other people crazy about our music necessarily it was us trying to have an experience and write down what we wanted to write down and create what we wanted to create not for anybody else but for us, and the idea behind it was that um, we didn't want to make our music for other people. We wanted to make our music for us and find people who were at that same level and who connected with who we were as people and where we were at, um, and then in turn got into the music because of it. Like We, we don't want to make music just so that people will like it, we want to make music for us and find people who like who we are and what we create. And that's literally explicitly what we say on this song. Um, it's literally what the song is about. The, fir- the, the first, part. Um, there's, there's three firsts in my mind in this, in this track. The first sound that you hear is that orchestra tuning, which is more just a setting the stage, you know? And then yeah. the first, um, then you hear the sample, if you will, which is, the quote from Breaking Bad, which is, why don't you just give up and die already? Just give up and die. And then the first spoken line, the first actual line of the album is, uh, a lot of people won't like this music. So those were all intentional things yeah. that we put in. We really wanted to have the first line of the album just be right off the bat, a lot of people won't like this music. And we kind of, we and and even the fact that we start the album out with, um, why don't you just die already? That's ba- you know, a lot of people are probably going to be pretty shocked by that and weirded out. But then the next line is literally a lot of people won't like this music. And we just basically this first song is us making it abundantly clear, like what this album is. I would say another part that goes into that on this song is the sound of the woman having sex or whatever. Yeah. We just the, kept that in the moaning. There's a, yeah, there's this moaning sound that, just because we uh, thought it sounded cool. It's pitched to, and it goes with the song. Like, it fits into the instrumentation. But it's obviously, like, a sex sound. <laughs> but it's one of those things. We we wanted to keep that in the first track just to be, almost to weed out the people who weren't really going to be in it. Like, for, like, that's for something. Right reasons. That's something that we liked like we just we, liked we, it it's not like it's not like it was a weird like sexual thing or we were trying to be like yeah. funny it was just like i think it's kind of cool that there's these moaning sounds and why would we take it out only because we would be afraid that people would think it was weird but that's completely contrary to the point of the album so we kept it in because we wanted to and it's also um part of that sound is like um <laughs> Sex is a very intimate thing. It's a very intimate album. Like, it goes with the idea of this song. It's so blunt and, like, honest right it's off like, the if bat. You can't, if you can't handle this first song, or if you can handle this first song, like, 
you'll probably like the album. Yeah, you're ready <laughs> for the album. This really is just sort of the introduction. Even in in, I literally say like, we're back for round two anyway because it's our second album, and and I wanted to emphasize that. Um, that was one of the few lyrics that I actually wrote to the song. Now that I think about it, was <laughs> I think that yeah, like the that that short phrase. I'm trying to find it here. So the lyrics were actually Ben's verse is some lyrics that I had written for another song and tried to another song that the, the instrumentation for is still on the album. It's actually the original lyrics to um, one of the songs that we actually haven't named yet. <laughs> but the point is, we took the lyrics that didn't really fit well with that song and then put them with this song which one of the main reasons why that works is because we kept the album so cohesive that even though we took lyrics from one song and put them on another yeah it still worked and in fact it worked better um a lot better a lot better like and having ben perform these lyrics was honestly we thought that huge yeah we thought that those lyrics the lyrics that we use in the song were pretty much like just needed to go in the garbage can because they didn't go at all with the the, the sound or the feel of that other song yeah like it it just didn't sound good even though we liked the lyrics it just didn't work and we were just planning on scrapping yeah. them and then i don't know if it was you or it was me that had this idea to well let's that was your idea oh, oh. i remember struggling with that like we're gonna have to scrap these lyrics that you know they're some of the most i at least for me like blunt lyrics that i wrote on the and album like raw and honest yeah um there's a part about it says my, about my sister will like this music and that's actually about my sister yeah, weirdly it's, not, it's uh, not about my sister but it's uh a lot of people our last album was a lot more abstract and we did a five or th- six part series we did a six part song series on the planet of the apes it was which just was a little really more fun. in some ways lighthearted and and something that everyone could kind of get behind like it was yeah it was more weird and the lyrics weren't necessarily about anything super heavy or weird or explicit or disturbing yeah. it was just kind of like here's like a nice album like there's some songs that are more meaningful and emotional but other songs that are just kind of like fun and and more like jammy that it was kind of easy for people to listen to it wasn't yeah it wasn't so like emotional and you know almost painful. And at that's times. that's another concept that the thing I like about these lyrics is I mean we we literally straight up say it the lyrics is admit it you like not thinking about the truth I understand that in all honesty neither do I like just that that's like almost the whole point of the whole album is we decided to actually take a real look at ourselves and, yeah, put, it, and put it into our music. And we talked really about that before way. we even wrote the first song, like that we wanted to, there was a lot of stuff that we were going through at the time. And we yeah. had never really like put our deepest, darkest, most dis- fucked up like emotions on paper really. And, and put it out there. And it was almost more of like a journey for us to look inside of ourselves um, and talk about it, not just, you know, it was almost kind of like therapeutic, which is, we were actually originally going to call the song Animal Therapy because one of the songs was called, was called Koala. We had the idea to 
name every track after an animal and then and then yeah and then and then it was going to be kind of it was kind of a therapeutic process for us and and a process that kind of like brought us like closer as friends because we were writing about some really we personal stuff we this is uh, one weird thing about this album is we were fighting in a really bad (laughs) we were at a really bad place in our friendship when we started this album like, and there's even we'll get to this in other installments of this mm-hmm. series, but there's even songs about explicitly about that, about each other and how like, you know, <laughs> it's like it's even kinda... though we were like barely, I mean, we were still friends, but even though we like could barely stand each other yeah. at times, we still were somehow able to make music the thing that connected us and in the end that's probably like the biggest reason why we were able to get through it was because we had something that like brought us together and like made us connect at a level that like that we just couldn't have done we couldn't have connected at like without music there were times that we would literally like i would come over and we would hardly talk about anything. We, it, I mean, it's weird to think about, but really there were definitely weird. times it was it was uncomfortable. But it's we were almost just, like it was like working with like a coworker that you just despise, but you still have to like make you know the subway sandwiches with them. Yeah, at, in a way, the job. the the creation of this album, like, I, I there were times when you would show me lyrics that you'd written, and I would like know it was about <laughs> me. Well, we wouldn't say anything about but, it. But yeah, we wouldn't really talk about it. But I would like know, and I would. It was kind of beautiful. It was. It almost was like a therapeutic. It was like a way for us to express to each other like what was happening without actually talking about it, because like the actual communication was so difficult. Yeah. And I mean, we're kind of getting our ahead of ourselves a little bit here because that song's. Yeah, definitely. We got that song's that. more. This song's more of a broad overlook at the album versus an in-depth dissection of all of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah. the point is that this the process of making this album was really, I mean, life changing to both of us. And, and everything that we do on this album, yeah, there's there's not a single lyric that is has no meaning, you know. And there's not a single lyric that doesn't have personal meaning to us. And we're not talking from other people's perspective or talking about some fake scenarios or some fake feelings. Like it's all exactly how we felt at the time that we wrote these songs and even even the instrumentation is really even some of the really the keys that this the the keys that some of the key signatures that some of the songs are in the time signatures it's all trying to convey the same sort of ideas it's not just like oh here's a cool little riff it's like you know let's let's push ourselves and let's let's try to make something like really unique and new and really like personal to us which a lot of that we'll get into uh yeah that's later but it's kind of nice because this song on the album is an overview of the album and i guess this conversation that we're having right now has kind of brought us to a general overview of the album itself because that's kind of what this song literally was pretty nice actually um i would say let's uh should we dive into my verse real quick or finish yeah let's yeah yeah let's talk about your verse well let's finish yours up because it sure. ends with, uh, we're back for round two anyway, which is what we ended up calling the song. And I feel like that was a spontaneous moment. You recorded the verse, and then there's this break. And I remember you saying that almost as a joke. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really like... You just kind of leaned into the mic, and you were like, but we're back for round two anyway. And it was like, 
<laughs> it's somehow just like I remember like laughing, but also being like, "That's actually kind of awesome." <laughs> because it it kind of like it it really emphasizes the fact that we're the song is about the art uh, the song and the album. Like here we are. Like here's what you're in for. Yeah, and like we're back, baby. Like album number it's... two. Like this is the first song. This is it. Like let's yeah. go. Like get ready. And I remember getting really hyped when I figured out that my verse from this other project that we did called Dope, Dope Face. Face. <laughs> <laughs> when we were 16. Which we... was when, that was when I, when we started, first started incorporating rap into our music. Because up until then, we were just more of like a rock band. And metal I, band, really. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> a wannabe metal band. Um, and And I hadn't even really started rapping yet at all like i i i had always i was always like a writer and we both were and like i like to write poetry and stuff but i'd never really thought to actually be like a serious rapper and like neither had you and we kind of we had this project that we started that we never actually released um that was just basically a rap album and it was us you know rapping for the first time ever and it was kind of it was kind of like a 50 50 split like yeah. As far as who rapped. Which is and weird. A lot cause... of the songs are just like pretty pretty shitty. Yeah, it was um, definitely us trying to figure it out. <laughs> and I guess that was probably like And figure out our style as far as four or five almost five years ago that we yeah. released. Uh, not that we released, but that, that we created we... that. And yeah, somehow you remembered this. I think we were listening to old demos or something and you were like, yeah. Oh, I still like really like this verse i think it would fit in really well to the first song in this album because it does um this is a verse for me that just as far as that project goes i mean a lot of my verses didn't mean that much and this was one that actually i thought was really good and meant something yeah like a lot of that project was actually about like girls and you know how hot nice they are (laughs) we had some tracks that were set i mean there was a lot of like Everybody jump, like kind yeah. Of type there's stuff. also that kind of stuff, like let's you know, let's get hyped, like let's have a good time, let's party. Yeah. Um. So, but this one, um, just it, it wasn't like that. This 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 rap wasn't like that, which is probably yeah. why it fits so well. Even when it's we like say, Ben Ben comes in and like says his thing almost to the audience in my mind, and this is like me saying my thing to the audience, like here's what we're gonna do. We're going to give it our all. And... and and it's kind of like, it's weird how when you look at, I'm looking at the lyrics right now, like how perfectly it fits in with the theme. Like, um, quickly now, the minute's finished, on to the next thing, on to the best thing. Like, yeah, it's like you're literally describing exactly what is happening. Like, this is the second album. Like, yeah. this is going to be the best thing that we have ever written. And like, yeah. you know, it's time to to move on and embrace it, embrace the cracks in the pavement and the, the landmines, the time bombs, like the explosions, all the crazy shit. That's like that we were yeah, diving into on this album was like, let's go. Even like, the, ready. the last three phrases, there, ball drops, fallouts and cop outs. It's sometimes this happens to me where I write lyrics and it just like, you know, a year or two later, it's like, Oh, then it, it like, like, it makes yeah. sense. And it means something to me. But for this, like, Let's talk about ball drops, cause uh, that's a double meaning, <laughs> <laughs> bit of a double entendre. Just like the phrase, you know, like oh, I dropped the ball, but also like going through puberty is 
like a mature mature yeah yeah exactly like you drop the ball because so much of this album is about like our failures and insecurities but also you know we're growing up we're we're learning we're experiencing things our balls are literally we're literally dropping (laughs) well (laughs) that that was that was a lot and then fallouts that's my mom calls anytime anyone has a relationship problem <laughs> or is in a difficult place in a relationship my mom says is that actually did, like a, a reoccurring thing that she says oh yeah is that just no I, mean, I just remember the one time oh no she's said this so many times <laughs> yeah she calls I, it a falling, falling out, out. <laughs> so did you guys have a falling out is something that often she would ask me if I which had. honestly is like literally what was happening like Right, that's the thing us, is we were having a falling out. Yeah, I mean it, <laughs> it rhymed. That's honestly why I wrote it when I was sixteen. It's like ball drops, fallouts, and cop outs. Oh yeah, my rhymes are so good. And now I'm like somehow, twenty years old and it just came back and it's like somehow like every part of that rap that had nothing yeah. to do with this song or this album somehow perfectly fit and described yeah. exactly what was going on almost as if we wrote it completely for this album which is why we added it obviously yeah so there's uh, yeah. that and then cop outs is obviously just I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory yeah. phrase but it's something that we obviously were doing a lot dealing with cop is our out. own our own like just running away from our problems and this album was in a way for a lot of things like we're just gonna look straight at it and put it in our music and like fuck the world yeah which is cool yeah exactly yeah um trying to think what else um to say here i mean the most of the instrumentation is electronic i remember yeah when daniel wrote the drum part um that was a pretty big game changer it really it really gave the song like that energy and that yeah um almost that epic feel that it needed was those big you know big ass drums drums you know yeah so daniel's um are the guy who he, wrote he doesn't play with us anymore he lives in la but um he wrote all the drums for the most part i mean we wrote some of them and he performed mm-hmm. them a lot of them are translations from digital drums that we'd put on the album never really and we always intended to have live live drums and daniel's just the best drummer i know I, I don't i don't think i know anyone better than him at drumming he's a legend and we brought it to him. He was willing to work with us on it, which is awesome. And we gave him a lot of free reign. I mean, we worked together with him on all the drum parts, and he definitely like approved them by us. Um, mm-hmm. And that was kind of the last thing that we did on this album. We had the rest of it with temporary drums in. Yeah, so a lot of them were just really simple and yeah, almost like a four-four beat. And then we brought into him, and had a lot of sessions where he would sit at the drum kit and we would play the tracks, and he would pound them out and we would yeah it was it was a really fun experience kind of yeah. seeing taking these songs kind of to the next level you know like we wrote the songs and then those drum parts that he played just really added what it was just exactly what the album needed yeah you know to be and it was a great finished. experience i mean it was our first time recording live drums and for me mixing live drums yeah um which i mean that that's just a huge step for us as producers mm-hmm. um, to produce an album with live and drums. Also, and and it also our last album we didn't have real drums, yeah, um, at all, not even for a second. And None. so <laughs> even as musicians and as artists, like this took our artistry like to the next level. 
Yeah. For sure. And that's kind of exactly what this entire album is, is us taking our music to the next level, you know? I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah. So um, hopefully we'll have some more of these. Um, hopefully we'll we'll record the one for Paro and, and for the negative one. And those will probably come out before this. But I don't really know why I would need to tell you that because you'll already have known that. <laughs> but... Um, well, thanks for listening. Yeah, uh, this is the Feed Us podcast, and and uh, keep it classy. <laughs> uh, talk to you later. But we're back for round two anyway. Hey, no way no game to change. We came to say it's all on merits. Could be now the minutes finished. On to the next thing. On to the best thing. We can get it all. But we stop never resting. Never testing the ground. Never walking off the cracks in the pavement. Laying miles of time bombs. Ball drops and fallouts. Cowbells. Back to the pavement. 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 Back to the pavement.